Blog Talk Radio. the number one podcast for plus-size women. I'm your host, Shanice Lewis, coming to you live from Los Angeles. Today is Monday, January 7th, 2013. Happy New Year to everyone. Welcome to the first show of 2013. I'm back and better than ever. Check out the new website for the show at plusmodelradio.com. And through the website is where you can submit to be a guest and inquire about advertising on the show. And don't forget to follow Plus Model Radio on Facebook and Twitter. And congratulations to Marie Denae, the curvy fashionista, on her blog anniversary and successful event this past Saturday night in Hollywood. Plus Model Radio was a proud sponsor of the event, and I served as the red carpet host for the night. And video and the professional pictures from the event are coming soon, but there are tons of pics on Facebook you can look at right now. And congratulations again to Marie, and keep up the great work. Now, tonight's guest is the fabulous Kim Coles, actress, comedian, author, playwright, and TV personality. Kim Coles is truly a Renaissance woman, best known for her zany characters and outrageous sense of humor. Kim Coles began her journey to Hollywood when she was announced the runner-up in the Big Beautiful Woman pageant in Atlantic City, New Jersey. She rode her beauty pageant success into a plus-size modeling career and began performing as a stand-up comedian, which ultimately turned into a showbiz career that has continued to skyrocket. Best known for her five-season turn on the un- as the unforgettable Sinclair on Fox's groundbreaking comedy series, Living Single, Kim Coles has starred in numerous hit television programs and even added game show hosts to her resume with BET's groundbreaking show, Pay It Off making her the first African-American woman to host a primetime game show. She returned to the role of game show host this past summer as the co-host of Are You Normal America on the Oprah Winfrey Network own. And in addition, Kim has quickly become a fan favorite as Wanda on TV Land's new hit series, The Soul Man. Her one-woman show called Oh But Wait There's More is backed by popular demand and is running at the El Portal Theater in North Hollywood, and she's going to tell us all about it. Let's welcome the fabulous Kim Coles to the show. <laughs> well, you make me sound really, really um, interesting and fab. Like I've had a really good life. If I didn't know that girl, I go, I want to know who that girl is. Hey, Shanice. <laughs> hey, well, how are you doing today? You know what? I'm really, really good. Thank you. I am fantabulous. Thank you, ma'am. 
Well, you've been in the entertainment industry for a long time. How many years have you been in entertainment? You know, I actually first stepped on onto a comedy stage, a comedy club stage in 1985. So I would say that would be my first, you know, that was the moment that I decided to, you know, do it and, and be professional. So let's count 1985. And I would say it was, February 1985. <laughs> oh my so God, a hundred years about, ago. About 20 years, maybe. Out of math, it's not more, my more, almost 30, almost 30. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so have have there been days when you considered changing your career, or is there nothing else you could see yourself doing? I will say this, there there have been days where I've been disappointed because I wasn't working or because I knew that I was talented and I, I wanted to get a particular gig, but there was never a moment that I said, I don't belong doing this. You know, you, you have your moments where you're doubtful, like, oh, my goodness, I you know, where the doubt comes from the outside in. They're not hiring me, therefore maybe I shouldn't be doing this, but it didn't come from the inside out. It wasn't like my heart says I should stop because they're not hiring. I'm I'm like, why am I not getting it? So never from the inside out. I couldn't do anything else. I don't have any other skills. I can't type. I can't sew. I can't cook. It's this or nothing. <laughs> what, I, what I do is love and laughter. And so the truth is, is that no matter what I was doing for a living, I would be spreading love and laughter. But I think that this is the best, best job, best profession for me. I think so, too. And being in the industry so long, I know you have so many stories to tell, and is that how you got the concept of your one-woman show, Oh, But Wait, There's More? Yeah, and this is how I say it, Oh, But Wait, There's More. Here's the okay, thing. I have to be more um, dramatic when I say yeah, it. Yeah, I, I had this show in my head for a long time, Shanice, and I don't know if we knew each other when I did my very first one-woman show, which was called Homework. And Homework was sort of an autobiographical story about uh, three best friends, all of whom were pieces of me and all of whom I played at the same time sometimes on stage. And it just was time for me to elevate to the next level and share my truth and share my stories of the Hollywood ups, ups and downs. And my first show didn't have that. The, only one character became a star, but it was she was a singer. This one is me. And, um, um, yeah, it was time for me to share my my stories and my ups and my downs, my trials and my tests, so that as, like a, as a testimony, because especially those of us here, you know, you have to sort of there's sort of a prevailing feeling that you can't tell people what you're really feeling, what you're really thinking. You don't want people to see that you, or feel that you're weak. You have to always look good. You have to always stand up and shine. You have to always act as if everything is okay. And I think right. that some of that means that. You're being false at times, and I'm not saying you have to tell everybody your problems and how things aren't working out, but there were some years that were really lean for me, and I want to tell those stories and how I came through it and how I really understood that this is what I need to be doing for a living. This is my passion, and if it's whatever your job is, whatever your your profession is, whatever it is you do for a living, it really should be the thing that makes you feel passionate, that you feel passionate about. So therefore, even when you're not making money, you'll still be happy doing it. 
And that's the story of, oh, but wait, there's more. And I've got stories of meeting Bill Cosby, and I talk about Sinbad, I talk about Eartha Kitt, I talk about living single, I talk about um, all the ups and downs. And some stories I had to leave out because, you know, I have to wait till I'll write the memoir that will come out when I'm dead. But (laughs) this is, yeah, oh, there's some other stories to tell that I'll never tell. I want to be, I want to leave it in my will for it to be published after my will. But everything else I'll tell. And so, and so um, um, is the show predominantly about your life in Hollywood? Do you tap into any personal life and you know at home? Well, yeah. Well, it's all it's all intertwined. Like you can't okay. pull Hollywood. So there's Kim calls the actress, but Kim calls the actress is Kim calls the woman first. And so I'm okay. giving you the behind the scenes of how I felt when I was working at a particular place and how I felt and how it affected me because the two are intertwined. I have, Like I said, I have to be a performer and an actress, but um, anybody who's really watched my career would see that you really see me through the work. Like I bring myself to the work okay. I'm doing. And, and that's why, you know, as you were reading my, my bio, it's like I've, I've had the joy of in my later years, in my last few years, I would say, where I get hired to be Kim Cole. So, yes, I have acting gigs, but I also get game show gigs. And game show gigs are typically they want you. Um, Any talk show I do is because they hire me to come and do it. And so um, the the stories I tell are all really very much about me because it's the the woman behind the the mask. Right. And your show is opening up this weekend, Friday the 11th, in North Hollywood, which will also serve as your birthday celebration. Now, how will the opening night for your birthday be different than the other shows? Um, well, I think the birthday show, and my birthday actually is on January 11th. Actually, I will be the most tired. This is my personal note. I will be the most tired on that night because we're going to be rehearsing and making the show really beautiful. What we're doing is I'm doing an opening night party um, after the show. Now, first of all, I always come out after the show and meet people, always, always. Um, This night I'll come out, and when the audience comes out, there will be some champagne waiting for them. I haven't decided if I'm going to do a cake or if I'm going to do cupcakes. Um, and there'll just be a little bit of a celebration of just you know me toasting the audience for coming and the audience toasting me for um, for my birthday. So it'll just be a lovely little come share little celebration. Nothing fancy. I don't need it to be fancy. I just need to be surrounded by love and laughter because that's what I give and that's what I I'm hoping the audience will come and bring for me too. Right. And how can we purchase tickets for your shows? Well, you can go to the website for the theater, which I will give to you. It's too many, you know, it's like a whole link, and I can't read it, so I'll just send okay. it to you so that you can post it. You know, it's one of those okay. ovation tickets. So the name of the theater is the El Portal Theater. It's in North Hollywood. So if anybody's listening, they just want to go click on the site, and you click on events and tickets, and my show is loaded there. But I'll give you a link to upload after the show is over. It'll just be easier. Or you can go to my Facebook page, um, facebook.com slash real Kim Coles is my fan page, and I have listed on that page several times the flyer with all the information for the show. So, yeah. Now, besides purchasing tickets for your show, um, are there other ways we can support your efforts? Yes, you can. Well, so so Friday night is opening night, and it's my birthday, but the show actually runs for two weekends. So 
there's January 11th, 12th, and 13th. And on the 13th, which is Sunday, there's two shows, 2 o'clock and 7 o'clock. And then the following weekend is the 18th, 19th, and 20th. Uh, the 18th and 19th are at 8 p.m. and the 20th is since it's a Sunday. Again, there's two shows Saturday and I mean, I mean two o'clock and seven o'clock. So it's two weekends back to back to back, and um, you can come and see any of the shows. I'm going to make them all special and wonderful. What's inter- what's amazing about the show is that it's highly interactive, and so that each show will actually be a little bit different based on who's in the audience and based on how people respond to things. I shift as I'm on stage, and that comes from my training as a stand-up comedian. So the show is always the same, but no two shows are really all the same because I adjust and play with the audience um, and make it, you know, real for them while we're while we're there. And this theater is really cool because it's sort of a semicircle, so I'll be able to be up close and personal with people. You'll see. It's, it's going to be real good. So the other thing, too, is I'm also doing the show in New York. So for all the curvy divas that are in New York that are listening to your show, I'm bringing the same show to the Lori Beachman Theater of February mm-hmm. 1, 2, and 3. And, again, I will give you a link for that, too, so that people can come and see me there. And th- that theater is really interesting. It's a, it's a cabaret space. So um, there's some things I do in the show that I won't give it away, but I'll say I need a high ceiling for. And I'm a little concerned because the ceiling is kind of low here. So we'll see. I'll figure it out. And don't try to figure it out. It's not me jumping on a trampoline. Don't try to figure it out. (laughs) So what is your ultimate goal of your one-woman show? Like, would it be to do it on Broadway? Is that, Mm. you know, the purpose of doing one-woman shows? You know what? It has... It has several purposes. Number one, I had this in my soul, and I needed to just share the story. So the show is both funny and inspiring. So there's, I have this in my soul. I just want to share it. Then the next piece of it, and I'll be honest, I'll say that as an entrepreneur, if you're an actress and a performer, and I know you know this, Ms. Shanice, you are an entrepreneur. You are your own business card. You are a walking business card. And so in this industry where, you know, people – I know people like me. I know people get me. I know people don't forget me, but people forget you. You know, sometimes the the, the executives at the network forget you, or sometimes producers forget what you can do. So I created right. a vehicle for myself so that I can tell my agents, invite so-and-so producer, invite such-and-such television executive, let them come and see my show so they can be reminded who I am, what I do, or an idea can be sparked in their head, like, oh, my goodness, we never thought of Kim Coles for the blank, blank, blank in such and such role. So sometimes it's about keeping yourself relevant and keeping yourself out there. So I will say that that is absolutely the next thing that was in line for me. Then the third thing would be Broadway. And I, and I say not third as in it's the last thing on my mind, but I the other two things were – the other two reasons, I should say, were really foremost in my mind. The next one would be if this could go Broadway or even off-Broadway, and technically when I take it to New York, it's technically off-Broadway, but I'm producing it myself. I would love for some producer to see this show and go, wow, this could be even bigger and better than it is. Um, right. I always look up to folks like John Leguizamo, who was I, – I did stand-up with John Leguizamo 100 years ago, and I remember when he did his first one-man show, and I was like, uh-oh, he is off and running. And to this right. day, I'm sure he's – I think he's done at least four or five different shows. He's had an active movie career, and I know that this does great things for your career. Mine also happens to have a message behind it, so I'm super excited. 
Well, I'm excited, too, and I can't wait to see it. And we have to mention that, you know, the opening night this Friday is your birthday, but we have to say that you will be turning 51 years old. Now, how do you feel about that? I feel awesome about it. I feel great about it. I love every age that I have been. i got to tell you, Shanice, there has not been an age yet where I went, uh-oh, I don't know about this. And so it so kind of scares me a little bit. Cause like, I had anxiety turning 30. I can't lie. Really? Really? Yes. Um, yes. I have a hiccup. I would say I had a hiccup at like 42. Like, oh, but it was just a hiccup. I was like, oh, I guess I'm getting older. Oh, well, moving on. It's like it's what you it's your view. I guess I'm scared because it's going to come. I have to have a hiccup at one I'm going to I'm going to have to have a breakdown in one age. I'm hoping it's not until I'm 60 or 70 or something. I don't feel I didn't feel it at 50. I was excited to turn 50. I'm excited about 51 and actually 51 just feels like more of the same, meaning remember Oprah Winfrey said a long time ago, that the 50s are who you have been meaning to be or something along those lines. 50 is, when you get to 50, you can be who you have always wanted to be or something along those lines. And i got to tell you that my 50th year was one of my favorite years. I mm-hmm. feel like I really dropped into my soul. I dropped into my who I truly, truly am. I have a confidence now that I have never had before because I have a wisdom that goes with it. And so it comes with knowing who you are and knowing how you, like having a pretty good idea of how you're going to react in a particular situation. I'm not saying nothing ever surprises me, but pretty much I know who I am and I know how I'm going to react and I know what I will accept and I know what is unacceptable and I remove myself from situations that I know are going to be unacceptable to myself way earlier than I did when I was in my 20s or my 30s or even my 40s. So you, you're allowed to have a hiccup, a little moment. 29 was a tough year, but not because I was afraid of getting older. I was just like, what is this 29? It just felt like I was not my 20. I was not yet 30. I was like, what is this? And I had a little like, uh-oh, it's 42, but I swear 50 and beyond so far, so good. And I'm going to be honest so you with you, don't too, care she, about getting close to being a senior citizen. Let me tell you this. I tell you what, I'll tell you when you feel it. By the way, I have already applied for my AARP. Absolutely. You know why? Because it's going to be discounts, Shanice Lewis. I'm going to get my discounts. <laughs> like my I'm gonna get She's like, I don't care. I'm going to get it. <laughs> I'm going to get my discounts. That's number one. Number two, um, there is a little moment that you have when you start checking a different box. And you know how you fill out a form and it's like, are you 25 to 35, 35 to 45? And, like, you know, I've started checking another box. Today I had to fill out a form and I was in the – 50 to 59 box. But so what? Who cares? Whatever. I'm going to tell you something else, too, and here's the trick. I'm going to give you the key. If you look better than your age, you ain't going to have a problem telling your age. The minute I start looking my age, I'm going to have an issue. See, I don't think I look 51. I take really good care of my skin. I eat my vegetables. I'm drinking water while we while we talk right now. I'm not a heavy drinker. I start Stopped smoking a hundred years ago. So the minute I start looking my age, believe me, I'm gonna feel bad about it. I think I look good. That's why I don't care. Right, you do. <laughs> and you know you're what? So, I'm being told, funny. I'm trying to be funny. No, but you do look good. But somebody told me when I first moved to LA, they were like, one of the things as an actress, you never 
tell your age. And I think they yeah. gave me a complex about it. They were like, you never tell you. That's a big no-no for an actress. So that's not true, you say? Well, here's the thing. I think it's true for types. I think if you are the ingenue, if you're the love interest and the ingenue, then, yeah, the minute you hit L.A., you put your age back five years because you want to last. But I'm a comedian. Joan Rivers is about 100 years old, and she still works. I think also if you are a certain, like, nobody's going to ask me to play the hot love interest to Idris Elba. That ain't going to happen. So I don't have to be 22. And so I think it has to do with types. I do think that there is there is indeed ageism in Hollywood, and I think people right. put you into a particular category. But I think um, I and I know some people I can call by name, but I won't. Who I know that the minute the plane landed, they automatically put their age back. I know some people who claim that they're younger than me, and it's like. First of all, you were here before I got here. And secondly, I know people who know you from high school, so don't play. But they feel that they have to, and I understand that. And there's ageism, particularly for women in Hollywood. But I never felt the need to do that because here's the thing for for me is, how do I put this? I have chosen to be consistent in that what you see is what you get. So if I don't get the role because I'm 50 and you wanted somebody who's 42 but I look like I could play the role but you've chosen you don't want me, then that's not my role. Um, um, it's just not, it's not meant for me to have. Um, and I'll get something else, and I always do. Um, and, and the truth is you'll kind of never know why you didn't get something. You don't know you didn't get something. Was I too old? Was I too big? Was I too small? Was I too – it, it falls in the same category for me for losing weight. I have a friend who loves me dearly, and he's constantly saying, you've got to lose weight. You'll get more roles if you, if you lose more weight. I was like, not necessarily. I've done okay as size 16 right. Kim Coles. Now, does Kim Coles, Coles want to be fitter and healthier and eat better and, and exercise more and be firmer and all that stuff? Sure. But it has, I don't feel that it has stopped me because, again, I'm not the ingenue. And I think women get caught up in um, women who are who I would say are types, let's say you're a funny type or you're a goofy type or you're a sassy mama type or you're the grandmother type, they get caught up in, in trying to compete with Halle Berry. There's only one Halle Berry, let Halle Berry do Halle Berry. And even Halle right. Berry is telling her real age. She tells her real age. So I don't know. I think the more of us, this is just my opinion, Shanice, and I'm not saying that you you did the wrong thing. You did what was right for you. But I think the more of us that step out and are authentic about or, or the more of us older gals, maybe that's it, who step out and tell the truth about our age, we open the doors for other women to be able to do the same. If you look at okay. Diane Keaton, who tells the truth, truth about her age, if you look at, um, you know, Meryl Streep and all those girls, you know, they work, and they work as themselves. And I can't keep the lie straight. That's the other part of it, too. Like, I <laughs> knew... I'm not good at that. I'm not good at all at pretending that I'm something that I'm not. And I can't I, – who am I fooling by saying I'm 32? I ain't 32. I got the wisdom of a 50-year-old. So so that's just my take on it. That's just I'm, I'm not trying to preach. That's just my take. Yeah, no, no, but that's good, good advice. And another way you transition is with your hair. 
So that's mm-hmm. another thing with college being, you know, plus size, being, you know, mature, and now you're bringing the element of natural hair. Now, how does that play into your career? <laughs> and that's another one, too. I kept my hair the same for so many years that so I thought I was going to get more roles. And for me, it began to become a very expensive habit, really expensive, because I bought really good hair, Shanice, and I had a braider who would practically be on call to come and do touch-ups for me. So I had touch-ups I was doing every two to three weeks. I insisted upon um, refreshing my hair with fresh new hair. It was expensive time-wise. It was expensive um, financially, and it was also expensive in some ways, to, for me, to my soul, because I looked in the mirror and I was like, "This is I, I'm creating this this person that doesn't really look like this. That's not what my hair does. My hair doesn't blow in the wind like that. It doesn't flip around my shoulder. I have I have kinky, coily, curly hair, and I wanted to change to something, and I didn't know what the change would be, and I wanted to change to something that I thought was the next step for me. And so I thought about getting like a long weave, like a long like sort of Naomi Campbell weave or. I was like, well, no, that's not where I want to go. Um, and I just kept, st- I started studying YouTube videos and the natural hair movement. And I was like, I'm going to try it. I don't even know what my hair is like underneath this, these braids because I didn't do my own hair for over 20 years. Now, I could myself. you never had a, a relaxer, right? I, oh, I did. I had a, rela- a relaxer in the 80s. But from 90, 1990 on, I had extensions with no relaxers. So I considered myself natural because I had no chemicals in my hair whatsoever. But there's natural and then there's natural by wearing your own texture or your own, like wearing it with no enhancements, right? And everybody has their own definition of of natural. So I moved into natural with no enhancements except for color. Now, there's some natural folks that will go, you're not really natural if you're wearing color. I'm like, I told you I'm 50. I ain't trying to be gray and natural at the same time. Right. <laughs> so I cut off all my extensions one December 26, 2010, and I decided to rock my own natural length and my own natural texture. Now, in full disclosure, I would say for the last about eight months, I've been wearing a, a, a natural hair weave, like a protective styling, mm-hmm. um, a weave on pieces weaved into my own hair because menopause is kind of thinning me out in certain areas so that I would give myself a chance to rest and just condition the hair underneath the weave. I've been wearing a weave for the last eight months. But I specifically chose a quality of hair that is very similar to my own in curliness, in kinkiness, so I'm not wearing the Naomi Campbell weave down my back. I'm wearing a short, curly afro, which is what my hair really looks like. And that was the choice I made to um, remain natural um, and protect my hair at the same time. And also I had so many television appearances, and Lord knows there's not enough people in show business who know how to do our hair. And so sometimes, and you'll attest to this too, there's, there's a handful of people who know how to handle natural textured hair. And so that is actually the other thing I want to preach about. A lot of people go, well, how come more actresses don't go natural? Well, and you know this, Shanice, when you're on a set, you have to look the same at 10 o'clock in the morning as you do at 10 o'clock at night. Because sometimes a taping goes that long, right? Mm-hmm. I cut you off. I'm sorry. You want to say something? Oh, I just say consistency. Yeah, and and continuity. And so natural hair, because of humidity and because of the way, like I remember, I 
I, I did an experiment one day. I looked in the mirror at like 10 o'clock in the morning, and I didn't look in the mirror again until about 4, and my hair looked completely different, and I didn't touch it. And I looked at it again at 8 p.m. and was like, oh, my God, with moisture, with um, just the way hair is, it just doesn't look the same from morning till night. So I think a lot of women in show business either wear relaxer or they wear weaves or they wear wigs because they need to look consistent on a set and – there's no one to do their hair. There's just not enough people who are who specialize in natural hair to know what kind of products to put on, what makes your hair do this, how to seal in moisture, and that whole conversation. So, um, I think that's one of the reasons why women, or, or you know, do different things to their hair and show business just because they 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 have to in order to look consistent. Yeah, uh, and so a lot anyways, of times you go on you go on set. And there's not a lot of um, African-American hairstylists either. And not that saying mm-hmm. other races can't do African-American hair, but, you know, I've been to a set and she's like, well, what do you put on your hair? Tell me what to do. They don't know. Yeah. I've had that more than one time, more than one time. And you know but, something? I'm sorry I'm eating a cough drop. Can you hear it? I'm sorry. I spoke <laughs> to this actress whose name I can't remember now. She's... She does a lot of commercials. Like you see a lot of, you see a lot more natural girls in commercials now. And yes, I said to her, yes, "Can I ask true. you, who did your hair on your commercial?" And she said, "I did." They didn't mm. know what to do. I brought my own products. I brought my own whatever. And it was a commercial, so it was only one day of work. And she right. said, "I did my own hair." And so, as a as a performer. And I know your models who are listening, your actresses who are listening, we have to know how to do our own makeup and hair anyway. I'm from the old school where if you said I have a show tomorrow, I could beat my face as well as the makeup artist could, and sometimes even better. I've had makeup artists go, who did your face? Me. Mm-hmm. And so you have to be self-sufficient sometimes, and particularly when it comes to your hair, and in particular when it comes to natural hair, they really don't know what to do. And and not all, like you said, not all black hairstylists know what to do with, with natural hair either. That's There's true. some that will reject you, like I'm not gonna do your hair. I don't because also natural hair comes in so many different textures and types and and thicknesses. You have to know the right stuff to get and the right stuff. You have to get someone to teach you what are the right products. And I'm fortunate well, you and I are fortunate that we have Felicia Leatherwood right here in, in L.A., and there's other right. places. You can go to Mahogany Salon, which is um, Mahogany Revolution with Dr. Carey, who will teach you what your hair will like, and then you go out and get those products, and you can rock it. Right, and, you know, for some women, it's a big lifestyle change because, for me, I had a relaxer in my hair. My mom put a relaxer in my hair when I was in preschool. So I have never uh, seen my natural hair my entire life until wow. a few years ago. So I have to learn how to do my own hair, and it's a struggle. So it's like, you know, it's a big thing. Mm, it is. It is. I hadn't combed mine for, well, since 1990. So same here, same here. I didn't, I didn't even own a comb. I mean, I owned combs that combed the fake hair that I had, but not my own natural hair. Oh, no. Right, right. Mm. And this natural hair movement is a, a big deal. Like, you're one of the, would, would you say you're one of the leaders, leaders in the natural hair community? Because you're very active in it. I don't say I'm one of the leaders. I just say I'm one of the, uh, I'm an advocate for, here's what I am. I'm an advocate for 
looking in the mirror and loving the hair that grows out of your hair the way it does. And you start there. Now, you can dye it, fry it, slick it to the side, but you better start with naturally, start with loving yourself as it naturally comes out of your head. And you can have, then it becomes about choices. It becomes, what do I want to do with my hair today? It's not like, I hate my kinky hair. I hate my nappy hair. I don't want it to be that, I don't want that to be the conversation. The same with makeup. You better believe I'm not going to go out on a red carpet with my natural face because that's not appropriate. They're going to take pictures. I want there's a particular way I want to look. But I love my face the way it looks without makeup on it too. So this conversation was about self-love. So I would say, I don't know that I'm a leader. I would say that I'm an advocate for self-love first. And then you can play and paint it and make it pretty if you want to after that. Right. And that self-love <laughs> with hair, skin color, body type, just all, all around that. the board. Just love your body. And so going into being authentic and loving yourself, tell us about Open the Gifts. Oh, so Open the Gifts is this initiative that I started um, um, a few years ago that came out of a time when I was going through a really difficult time, which I talk about in my one-woman show too. And it was the time that I was. we were talking about from the beginning when I sort of questioned, hmm, if I'm not on TV, who am I? What can I be doing? I know that this is what my soul wants to do, but I'm not getting an opportunity to do it. What's going on? So it threw me into a really deep depression. And after I got myself some help and started really exploring who I am and what I really, really, really want, I mean, who I truly, truly am at the core uh, is not a girl who's on TV. Who I am is just Kim. And I realized that if I was going through this difficult time, there have to be other people who've been going through it too. And how can I help other people but still using my own gifts? And so I came up with Open the Gifts, and Gifts is an acronym for Gratitude, Intention, Forgiveness, Triumphs, and Self-Love. And when you explore the principles of gratitude, intention, forgiveness, triumphs, and self-love, you explore all the gifts that you have inside of you. You're able to share your gifts with the world, and then what happens is the world shares gifts back with you. And that's that's the that's the that's where the the rubber meets the road, as people say. That's where the magic is. The magic is in living your life intentionally and living your life by knowing what your gift is and giving it to the world and just opening up and sharing. The universe then goes, wait a minute, I sent Shanice Lewis to go do something and she's actually doing it. Hooray! Let me send her the resources. Let me send her her very own radio show. Let me send her the ability to have to be a red carpet. A correspondent. Let me send Shanice the ability to be a fantastic uh, moderator on at, at panels. Which, by the way, you are. You're a really good moderator. You're like Thank the you. bomb. You know what makes you good, Shanice? Because you don't make it about yourself. You lead it, but you don't make it about me, 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 me. You make it about the panelists, and you keep it cohesive. You keep it moving, and that's a rare gift. I, I just want to stop and give you a little bit of love on that because I've seen you do it a couple Thank of times, you. and you're the bomb. You're the bomb. And so Thank you. why wouldn't more opportunities, you're very welcome, why wouldn't more opportunities come your way because you're living in your gift? And so I just wanted to spread the message to other people, and in particular I go and talk to women and girls about their gifts and how to bring out their gifts. And the first piece, the first way to do it is with gratitude, since it's the first um, 
principle, and it's about being grateful for what you already have. Being grateful for what you already have in your life, even if it's not what you want, because you can't get what you want if you're not grateful for what you already have. And I created um, a, a gratitude journal to help people go through that, the, the steps of being grateful for what they have so that the universe will go, yay, you like that, or universe or God or spirit or however you want to language it, will say, you like what I just sent you. Wait till you see what I'm about to send you. All right. And it's the actual process that I went through that took me out of a depression and got me into a place of feeling really, really good and really, really ready. And ready what, is for the the grati- what is the gratitude journal? Well, the Gratitude Journal is a book that I created that helps people on their journey towards a more fulfilled life, starting with gratitude. So I tell little stories. I give you little tips. I give you anecdotes. I give you a direction to start with. And it started for me when I somebody told me to keep a gratitude journal for 30 days. And I was like, and because I was depressed, I had nothing to be, I didn't think I had anything to be grateful for. And when I really sat down and wrote five things each day I was grateful for, it was amazing how I I would wake up the next morning looking for things to be grateful for. And that puts you in a state of what I call, what I've heard called positive expectancy. Instead of that, woe is me, nothing's going to work out, you want to be in a state of openness and positive expectancy. I'm expecting a miracle to happen today. I'm expecting something wonderful to happen today, and something wonderful will show up because you're waiting for it to show up. And it's it sounds crazy and kooky, but when I tell you it works, it absolutely works. And if nothing else, it's better than sitting in the dull, down in the doldrums every day. Um, right. You can always go back to that if you want to. If it if that works for you, nothing's working for me, life really sucks, I'm never going to have anything, I'm really, really broke. If that works for you, then keep doing it. But I tell people to take 30 days to try this other way and see if you don't feel better, and I guarantee that you will. And so I created a gratitude journal to help people on that on that journey towards fulfillment and self-love and ultimate. the ultimate goal is happiness, mm. happiness. Mm-hmm. And so this gratitude journal, is this a uh, uh, product that you have for purchase that we can buy? Absolutely. you got to know. you got to know it. Absolutely. It's on www.openthegifts.com. I guess I was supposed to plug that on my own, Shanice. I'm sorry I made you ask. <laughs> www.openthegifts.com is my site that I set up for this journal. It's only $15. You also get some free uh, thank you cards because part of being grateful uh, in your life is also spreading it back out so you, I give you um, some thank you cards to send out to other people just to go, I'm thinking of you. I thank you in my life. Thank God for you being in my life. And um, it's just amazing how, how great it makes you feel and how it just it just become, comes back to you over and over and over again. Well, fabulous. Looks like you have a full plate going on. <laughs> and we want to reiterate that uh, this Friday is the opening night of your one-woman show, um, and tickets are available in advance and at the door, correct? 
Correct. I'm I'm advising people to go get them in advance because I don't want um, a rush at the door. This is a 99-seat theater, and it's going to sell out quickly. And so I'm asking people to go in advance and buy them. Um, but, of course, there will be still tickets at the door, sure. Mm-hmm. And um, anything else you have coming up we could be on the look for? Mm, what else? So I, you know, I'm a regular on the Soul Man. I've been told that they've been picked up for a second season. Let's hope they pick oh. me up to Miss Janice. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> That's on TV Land. Um, who else and what else? Uh, the Comedy Union. Oh yeah, girl. Thank you. you know my whole life. Every Tuesday night, I have the extreme joy and pleasure of playing with. Kim Whitley, we have a show called Ladies Night Live at the Comedy Union on Pico in Los Angeles every Tuesday night. And what it is is that if you make your reservation before 8.30, women get in free. Ladies get in free. And where else in town can you just get in free? You just have to buy two drinks or two, you know, it's a two-item menu, two-item, I should say, two-item minimum. Um, You can buy drinks. You can buy some chicken wings. It's next to... um, Roscoe's chicken and waffles, and I kind of like our wings a little bit better. But don't tell about don't tell Roscoe I said that. <laughs> and every Tuesday we host this show. We have a bunch of comics who come out and perform. But the best part of the show is Kim and I always do improv at the top of the show, and we never okay. plan what we're going to do. We play a game, and we let the audience suggest stuff, and we have the best time ever. Yes, it's, it's very good. Fun. It's really good. Yeah, so um, I really want people to come on out to that, and that's an ongoing thing. What else do I have? Girl, there's always something. Uh, you know, I was on the talk this last week. Um, tomorrow I'm going to go do Marie Osmond's show. I had a, a really interesting career. I'm sort of like here, there, and everywhere. I had a game show on the Oprah Winfrey, Net- on Oprah Winfrey Network, and unfortunately that got canceled. But I oh. always know, because I'm in a state of positive expectancy, that something else wonderful will happen. And who knows, maybe somebody who is listening to Plus Model Radio will call me and give me a job. You never know. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> so, and tell us your official website that we can keep up with everything Kim Coles. All things Kim Coles. You go to um, uh, um, dot TV. KimColes.tv, and, and, and I'm on, on I'm on Facebook at uh, Real Kim Coles. I'm on Twitter at Kim Coles, and I'm I'm also proud to say that I it's really me engaging with people. It's really me. I don't have an assistant who does that for me. It was really important that everything be in my voice. And sometimes I preload messages like for my show. I preload it like come see my show, come see my show, come see my show. But in the morning I wake up and I tweet with people. And in the evening before I go to bed I tweet with people. I check in and go, what y'all doing today? I really go in and engage with folks, and it makes me really. Really, it keeps me connected and it keeps me relevant. And have you gotten on Instagram yet? I am on Instagram, but I forget to do it. Okay. I forget <laughs> to do it all the time. I'm like, dang it, why didn't I upload that to, to um, Instagram first? Happens to me all the time. Thank you for reminding yeah, I'm me. Kind of, I'm kind of slow on that wagon, too. There's so many things to keep up with. It is. I can't be keeping up with everything now. <laughs> I'll be well, trying. 
Well, you're doing a good job, and thank you so much for being on the show, and I definitely will see you Friday at your one-woman show. Oh, but wait, there's more. Did I say you did that And there's always time? more. There's <laughs> always more, Shanice. That's the bottom line. There's always more. Just when you think it's done, there's more, more, more. Well, thank you again. I will see you Friday, and continue success with all you have going on. Thank you, Miss Shanice Lewis, and the same to thee. <laughs> All right, I will see you later. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. And thank you to our fabulous guest this evening, Kim Cole. Tune in next week and we'll have more plus industry professionals with stories to not only inspire you, but to keep you connected with the Curvy community. If you're interested in advertising on the show or being a guest, visit the website at plusmodelradio.com. And if you haven't already, don't forget to join our fan page on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Plus Model Radio. I've been your host this evening, Shanice Lewis. Thank you for tuning in and supporting until next time keep thriving in your curves and be blessed Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.